This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 and made it to Friday afternoon, September 23rd. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rob Hart. There's a new sponsor for the hugely popular Super Bowl halftime show. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, there are fears the Federal Reserve may be overdoing it in the effort to fight inflation. Let's get insight from Carl Ricadana, chief U.S. economist with BNP Paribas based in New York. Carl, thanks for joining us this afternoon. That has been a a common criticism I've seen from uh, economists uh, both on Twitter and elsewhere saying that uh, interest rate hikes uh, can be a lagging indicator and that uh, we're just getting signs that the first round of hikes from a couple of months ago are having their intended effect and that uh, continuing to do so could seriously damage the U.S. economy. Well, good afternoon. Uh, Listeners of a certain age will remember the ad jingle, not your father's Oldsmobile. Uh, and this is not your father's uh, Federal Reserve, uh, actually. And, and so what we're c- contemplating here, what the markets are coming to terms with, uh, is that this is not a Federal Reserve that is behaving in the way of the, the Greenspan or Bernanke or Yellen Federal Reserve uh, that very quickly uh, swooped in uh, when markets were swooning and uh, provided support to the economy. Uh, we have a very substantial inflation problem, uh, and that means that even uh, if the economy starts to weaken in a way that is pushing up the unemployment rate and uh, showing signs of recession, uh, this Fed is not going to ride like a white knight to the rescue. Uh, in fact, uh, they will remain very focused on keeping their foot on the brake pedal and confronting uh, the inflation uh, problem. Uh, Jay Powell, in his meeting earlier this week, uh, once again made it adamantly clear uh, that he is going to do whatever it takes uh, to bring inflation back down to 2%. Uh, and this is all coming on the heels of uh, some August inflation data Uh, that showed very little improvement on that front. So the Fed has been pushing on the brake pedal. Uh, Interest rate policy acts with a long lag, uh, but it's just not yet showing signs of breaking the fever. Uh, And so in this week's meeting, the Fed said, well, we're going to address this problem with even stronger medicine, uh, and markets are coming to terms with that. And that uh, that's reflected uh, in the uh, tone of trading that we've seen in risk, uh, risk markets uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Well, it seems like the message being sent by the financial markets is someone should do something about inflation, but no, not like that. <laughs> well, part of the problem of confronting inflation is that you have to significantly slow down economic growth. Uh, if the economy is growing at too fast of a pace, uh, then things tend to overheat. Uh, the magic number for the U.S. is about 2%. Uh, and just to put some numbers around that, uh, we were growing at 12% uh, last year at this time. So we were far exceeding 
uh, kind of cruising speed, if you will. Uh, and so this is causing all of the dynamics we've seen in overheated financial markets and red hot inflation figures, highest in 41 years, uh, all of that. And so, you know, the, the Fed has to slow things down. Uh, but as you slow growth down, that means you're also slowing down corporate earnings and corporate profits. And this weighs on uh, equity market uh, performance and uh, credit uh, market performance and whatnot. Uh, so it's, you know, this is, a, we, we, economists always, uh, you know, compare uh, Fed tightening cycles to taking the punch bowl away from the party. Well, that doesn't make anyone happy. Uh, and that's kind of the dynamic we're in at this moment. Kind of a downer image, especially on Friday <laughs> afternoon. Carl Riccadonna, <laughs> <punch> chief, <laughs> Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist with BNP Paribas based in New York. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up, Pepsi is ending its 10-year run as the sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. For the past decade, the sponsor of the hugely popular Super Bowl halftime show has been Pepsi. That will change in February. Let's get the update from Tim Hanlon, founder and CEO of the Verter Group based in Chicago. Tim, thanks for joining us today. The history of Apple and the Super Bowl are closely intertwined. Of course, it was the Macintosh 1984 commercial that really kicked off the tradition of the over-the-top, theatrical, innovative Super Bowl advertising. And now Apple is back on the Super Bowl in a big way. Yeah, you know, everything old is new again, I guess, Rob. I mean, the, the idea that, you know, the Super Bowl, I mean, I think in many conversations, right, it's like, well, you know, so much money on one show, um, you know, is it worth the effort? But as you and I have talked about for years now, I guess, um, you know, the, the, nothing beats, uh, live sports in today's very fragmented media world, uh, and nothing in live sports beats uh, or c- it comes close to approximating the just sheer scale of the event that is the Super Bowl every year. And you know, it's, it's if you're looking to break through, if you're looking to capture the consciousness of a hundred million plus people at one time, and it, that's that's a rarefied air for sure, depending on br- what your brand is and what your marketing strategy is. Uh, it's still undeniable that the Super Bowl is the king of the hill. And, um, you know, Pepsi has realized this and benefited from it for many years, being that sole uh, sponsor of the of the halftime effort. But, um, you know, Apple Music, right, steps in. Uh, and I think it becomes an intriguing sponsorship uh, with benefits um, for both parties going forward, which um, I think goes beyond just simply brand recognition and how cool Apple Music is during the halftime show. Well, yes, the musical performance is definitely a boon to Apple Music, but at the same time, uh, Apple TV is also vying for the NFL Sunday ticket package, uh, so they want to uh, improve their sports footprint. It's interesting we're having this conversation today because a potentially history-making game is going to be broadcast by Apple TV tonight uh, as uh, Aaron Judge goes after uh, Roger Maris's home run record a game that uh, will be streaming only. So is this also a sign of confidence that Apple really likes what it's seeing from Apple TV? Yeah, well, as a recovering Yankee fan, uh, to the uh, chagrin of uh, a lot of folks, especially in the New York area, who either don't know about or can't figure out how to access Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, it's little apples and oranges there, right? That game is is part of the ever-slicing uh, uh, rights uh, approach that Major League Baseball has taken to uh, frankly, to the confusion and consternment of, of a lot of uh, baseball fans. But 
um, make no mistake, a lot of uh, prime, shall we say, uh, events are going into pure play streaming environments. Last night being the latest example, Amazon Prime with the NFL. Um, and uh, there's no question that uh, Apple would love to get more in the realm of, uh, of sports uh, to, uh, in their realm uh, exclusively. Um, they struck a major deal with Major League Soccer earlier this year to literally be every touch point of Major League Soccer's games. But the NFL is a big and different story. And this is the, the package that they're looking for, which is the current DirecTV uh, direct um, ticket package, is inherently a subscription product, right? It's for the super fan. So I think actually that's a place where Apple can do probably much, much better than trying to be, shall we say, a scalable also ran or a carve out for Major League Baseball or, you know, onesie twosie kinds of things. Tim Hanlon, founder and CEO of the Verter Group based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next, learning the signs that indicate your phone may have been hacked. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's not always easy to know that your phone has been compromised by hackers. Let's learn about some of the clues from Adam Levin, the founder of Cyber Scout and author of the book Swiped, also host of the podcast What the Hack with Adam Levin. Adam, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It's very different compared to if you suspect your uh, PC is infected by uh, spyware, because in some cases, if you have an older phone, it's already slowing down and burning battery power as it is. So how do you know, is it obsolescence or is it something a, a little more sinister? Well, that's, that's one of the mysteries of life. But definitely, if your battery is draining very quickly, things are slow to load. Your phone runs hot to the touch, which is another clue. Or you're getting weird pop-up ads that your phone has been infected. You know, again, they could be fake ads. In, in Well, they are fake ads, but the, the problem is that you never know for sure. That's why there are certain things that you should do right away uh, in order to at least put yourself in a safer position. And what are some things that you can do to make sure that uh, you don't have uh, hackers in control of your phone or uh, uh, malicious uh, software on your phone that uh, could give a hacker uh, access to it if the hacker wanted to get in? Sure. Well, you know, some of the ways that you should avoid it in the first place is don't click on links or open attachments. Uh, Be very careful about how you approach that. Also, don't download apps from sketchy app stores uh and even in some cases apps at uh, in the google store that could be a little bit sketchy that's why it's always important to read reviews before you download apps um also uh if you think that you have in fact been infected there's a problem with your phone there are a few things you can do one you can restart it believe it or not that actually can get rid of some of the malware Delete any app that you recently downloaded where you think your phone has been a little sketchy ever since you downloaded it. You can also do a factory reset, which a manual tells you how to do it, but hopefully your data has been backed up either in iCloud or you backed it up to an app and there are special apps that do do that. Or, you know, worst case, if you really think you're in a lot of trouble, then go to the Genius Bar at Apple or or go to an authorized uh, repair shop for your phone. 
And, and, and one giveaway also is uh, emails or social media posts that uh, you don't recall sending, but uh, someone says, hey, I got this email from you, and it just says, uh, here's your picture, click on this link. It's a sign that uh, something is sending out emails in your name. Oh, no, very true. So that, that's, if, if you start hearing from your friends that strange things are happening, that's definitely another indication as well. But look, bottom line with all of this is if you were standing in a deli and someone came up next to you and said, I've, I, here, download this thing, you wouldn't do it. So therefore, don't give it any more credence when you get some notification from someone online. Also, be very, very, very careful if you get anything by way of social media, even from people you know or you think you know, because social media is a petri dish for a lot of these these malware uh, situations, and that's why you've got to be very, very careful. Adam Levin, founder of Cyber Scout and author of the book Swiped, also host of the podcast called What the Hack with Adam Levin, based in Phoenix. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago-based company looking to connect people with luminaries in their area of endeavor. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Four people are dead in an apparent domestic related shooting in suburban Chicago. Hurricane Fiona begins to lose some steam as it moves north. Entrepreneur Friday, a local company connecting creative individuals and also those in business with successful people in their same field. Oil prices are down. We'll discuss what that means for the economy as a whole. WBBM business. The markets are lower today. The Dow is down 625 points. The NASDAQ is down 251. The S&P 500 is down 84. AccuWeather says mainly cloudy today, a high of 65. Right now we have 58 degrees under mostly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, four people are dead after an apparent shooting and fire at a home in Oak Forest. The incident began to unfold around 630 this morning on the 5500 block of Anne-Marie Lane when neighbors reported hearing shots fired. A barricade situation followed, then smoke and flames billowed from the home. The fire was put out just after 9.30. The identities of the victims have not been released. There's no word yet on the circumstances surrounding the shooting. Hurricane Fiona has been downgraded to a Category 3 system as it moves past Bermuda up toward Canada. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson says there's a new weather system forming that could impact Florida and the East Coast. Likely making landfall as a Category 2 or 3 on Wednesday. And then the storm will actually go up the eastern seaboard as well. So a threat all throughout the week as it moves north with large waves and the potential for a landfall anywhere from the Carolinas all the way up through the northeast. The new system is currently forming in the Central Caribbean. It's 1232. The noon business hour continues presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are bleeding red. 
Thread today. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. Thanks for joining us once again, Chuck. And when we talked uh, at, uh, we spoke at uh, 1020, uh, we talked about uh, some of the uh, technical uh, numbers that, uh, that, that that just show that we're uh, flashing a bear signal. And uh, can you run down those uh, figures once again? Because it seems like depending on how the markets close, we have crashed through that low previously established in June. Well, well we have. In the case of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that June 17th low was around 29,888, so 29,888. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we work on closes, so the market would need to close below that level, and it is unfortunately very comfortably below that level right now. So it would appear, uh, you know, unless we get a substantial rally in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that, that the industrials will close below that previous low. And that, with uh, conjunction with the Dow Jones Transportation Average, also plumbing new lows, uh, that is a reconfirmation of, of the bearish trend. Now, the one index that still has not gone below their, their June lows is the S&P 500, and that is an index that a lot of people watch, especially on the institutional side, and that level is 3,666. So we're right there. We're still above it. It'll be interesting to see if that level um, does go away on the close. If it does, uh, unfortunately, you'll probably see this selling accelerate. And then uh, when it comes to uh, why the sell-off is happening today, is this just uh, based on concerns about a uh, worldwide economic slowdown that may already be underway? I think yes, and it's it's uh, a realization that you know we we are probably going into a recession. Uh, there had been a lot of hope that that would be avoided, and I suppose. Technically, it still could be avoided, but it looks more and more like that is the case. And the rhetoric coming from the Fed seems to be buttressing that in the sense that, uh, you know, they want a recession right now because they they, uh, they figure that that's probably the best way to try to get inflation under control. And, and, and again, there was some uh, hope that that would not be the case, but I think what you're seeing today and over the last few days is a, is a market and, and market participants realizing that we are probably headed in, into a recession and what that's going to do to corporate profits at this point. If this is a recessionary environment, it's a really weird one because we're still, as far as employment is concerned and unemployment benefits uh, below the uh, previous record low, which was set back in 2019 pre-pandemic. And on top of that, you still have people who are lining up to buy luxury cars and, and other luxury items. So they're not not afraid to, uh, at least some people, at least some segments of the economy, not afraid to uh, uh, spend money at this time. So if it's a recession, it's a weird one. It, well, it is. And, and, and the, the, the folks that are kind of saying that we aren't going into a recession are really pinning their, their, their argument on that labor market. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes in the sense that, you know, you are starting to see pockets of industries, you know, laying off folks, slowing down hiring, et cetera. And, you know, my experience has been that can spread pretty quickly, especially as businesses start to see their business um, starting to tail off. So the late, yeah, the Fed is going to do what it can to, to try to drive down the labor market and try to limit wage inflation. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how resilient that, that really is. The other issue too, Rob, is 
you know, this would be the first recession that we've had in 40 years that is accompanied by this inflationary environment. And that is really the wild card that's giving a lot of investors uh, trouble in terms of how to calibrate that into the bearish equation. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, providing help for struggling artists, musicians, and actors. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're spotlighting a Chicago company that's been described as Masterclass Meets LinkedIn. Let's learn about it from Jackson Jin, CEO and co-founder a protege based in Chicago. Jackson, thanks for joining us today. And you have a little bit of experience in this space because uh, you're the former CFO of Cameo. Uh, what does protege do and why is it similar in some respects to your old gig? Hey, thanks for having me. Protege is a website where you can get in touch with the biggest experts in the world. So for example, if you're an aspiring musician, you could send your music directly to Scooter Braun to Dark Child, to Murder Beat, some of the biggest music producers, artists, and executives in the world. Um, this is something we've been working on this year. Um, we wanted to build it right here in Chicago, which is where we built Cameo as well. Cameo, you know, as a platform where you can get in touch with celebrities, um, has some similar elements. And now we're trying to do it for aspiring musicians, actors, and, and soon people in all sorts of industries. And uh, if you want to uh, send your stuff to a uh, industry-leading professional and have them uh, mentor you, uh, how much does it cost? I mean, if if you wanted to have, uh, I mean, in my case, you know, Ozzy Guillen wished me a happy 40th birthday two years ago for a, a cool hundred bucks. But uh, <laughs> if if via cameo, if you want uh, somebody to uh, to to be to be your mentor or tell you, give you some advice, uh, what's the price point? Each expert sets their own price. So it ranges anywhere from $10 for some lesser-known folks all the way to several hundred dollars for people like Jason Alexander, who plays George Costanza on Seinfeld. He'll give you acting feedback, acting advice, otherwise previously impossible to get. Well, it's very appropriate. Uh, so. Jackson, it's very appropriate. You have uh, Jason Alexander signed up in the uh, protege uh, uh, stable of stars because uh, there was that episode of Seinfeld uh, where George was Mr. Wilhelm's protege at the Yankees and uh, he accidentally delivered the uh, Ovaltine remarks uh, during a risk management uh, uh, talk for many years ago. I, it was like a weird thing that popped into my head. So yes, he, he, there, there was a mentorship episode of Seinfeld that Jason Alexander was a, a key part of and so it's very appropriate that you have him locked and loaded. Yeah, he believes in it, not just on screen, but also in real life. He's a big proponent of giving back um, and teaching the next generation. And in fact, more than 100 experts are also. Uh, and you can go to protege.com and, and see all the different people available. Now, in the show business side of protege, are there any intellectual property concerns that, uh, for example, you do have somebody send their material to an actor or a comedian or a writer or a musician, and then a couple of years down the road, they have their work, and the person goes, hey, wait a minute, that was my idea. I deserve a piece of its success. I mean, what, what are some of the uh, uh, legal safeguards that are built in to make sure there are no charges of plagiarism down the road? Yeah, absolutely. When you submit your work, we ask you to check a few boxes and sign a waiver that basically says we're going to protect the experts 
from from lawsuits um, around that nature. And that way we keep both sides happy and keep everyone protected. And then we just ask that whatever you put in your 60-second video, um, you know, you, you keep um, uh, any, you know, overly proprietary IP outside of that so that we can focus on the coaching and the feedback that you're getting from these experts. And then uh, I know as far as Cameo is concerned, you know, the late, great Gilbert Godfrey was one of the, the, the best sellers at Cameo. Uh, Kevin from The Office did really well. Uh, who are your uh, most popular uh, performers right now in uh, the protege stable? A lot of them are in music and acting right now. So these are folks like DJ Khaled, Scooter Braun, um, new up-and-coming star, Gen Z stars, Ian Dior, uh, Sasha Alex Sloan, Pete McRae. And then as well as people in, in acting and business industries like Jason. Um, so they've, you know, all been, been very, very awesome coaches, right? This is a step beyond a, a shout out. This is actually giving feedback on your craft, helping discover and, and potentially even sign or take on new protégés um, to take under their wing. Jackson Jin, CEO and co-founder of Protégé, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us on this Entrepreneur Friday. And still to come, an update on the oil market and what it signals about the economy. Money Talks, as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Oil prices are down. Let's discuss what that signals for the wider economy. Welcoming in Tom Closa, longtime energy analyst with the Oil Price Information Service based in Wall, New Jersey. Tom, thanks for joining us once again today. Six months ago, when uh, it, Russia invaded Ukraine, there were some predictions that oil could hit $150 a barrel or even higher. Uh, today, it's $78.48 a barrel. That's the WTI figure. So in the words of the the uh, of the very smart, uh, the very wise uh, Maxwell Smart missed it by that much. Yeah, I I think we're in an interlude though, as opposed to a major trend change, and uh, we could still see those numbers well above the century mark in 2023. You know, the big the, the big uh, uh, change that's been detrimental to higher crude prices has been China, which is still struggling with COVID lockdown over after COVID lockdown. And, you know, the one thing you've got to be careful of is that the, the Russian crude oil exports uh, really don't start to be curtailed until we get close to December. So I wouldn't uh, put up the mission accomplished banner right now. As a matter of fact, in your neck of the woods, you might see gasoline prices increase about 30 cents this weekend because of some refinery problems in the Great Lakes. And on top of that, uh, we do have uh, some tropical storm activity uh, that could eventually land on the uh, Gulf Coast or the Atlantic Coast uh, as a hurricane, uh, causing some dislike, dis- supply disruptions there. But on the uh, overall, though, on the on the oil market right now, uh, breaking the eighty dollar barrier, uh, is that a basically the oil market saying that uh, a recession's on the way? I think there's uh, acknowledgement that we're in a recession and uh, Europe is in a pretty deep recession and perhaps Mm -hmm. some even even, uh, Southeast Asian countries. So I I, got to tell you, I don't trade oil. I watch it. But uh, these look like really good entry points to me because the energy transition isn't going to be something that ends in a season or a quarter. It's going to be something that prevails for years. And it's going to be real difficult to mitigate against rising prices here in the next few years. What? So don't don't throw away those four dollar signs yet for gasoline or five. 
what was what's the status of uh, of oil and gas production in the United States? Because part of the story uh, earlier this year, especially when we saw five dollar gas, was that uh, the oil and gas industry domestically was having a hard time ramping up production that had been shut down in 2020, and the higher prices justified that investment. Where are we at uh, in in September uh, with October around the corner? Uh, U.S. crude oil production is as flat as a pancake, and even when there were periods of above $100 a barrel, you didn't see that many wells activated or drilled. So we're stuck at about 12 million barrels a day of crude oil production. You know, that's a pretty high number. But uh, the companies that said they were going to be disciplined, they were tired of uh, contending with two booms and busts, they're not participating in a third boom. Uh, Production is about where it was in in June, you know, when the national average gas price was over $5. Tom Closa, longtime energy analyst with the Oil Price Information Service in Wall, New Jersey. Check him out on Twitter, too. He's a great follow. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.